The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Whatever the present moment, accept it as if you had chosen it. Eckhart Tolle. Most people live in the past or they live in the future. There are no do-overs and your present moments create your future. What we need to do more is relax, breathe, and trust that you are in control of your life. You know, somewhere in the Bible, whatever your religious belief is, but somewhere in the Bible, they say, act as if it already is. And that's what this quote is saying. If we stay in the present and our thoughts are present, we will create a brighter future because there are no do-overs. Let it go. Today, I will take control over my life and write my own script. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. Woo! 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And guess who your guest is today? That was kind of cute. Guess who your guest is, Jay? It's me, Tracy Moore. And I am once again very excited, very, very grateful to be in your presence today and be able to share all the knowledge that I have. I just want to say that to you, and I want you guys to embrace my gratitude. Over 30-something years, like, it just amazes me how much I really do know about this industry and how much I've lived in this industry. So um, these are experiences that I share with you. These are truths that I share with you. And I also want to be totally transparent with you. I want to be honest with you. I want to give you real talk however you want um, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. 
And you are not going to excel in your career if you don't know the truths about agents. That's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about agents. Um, I'm also going to later on um, talk to you guys, uh, answer questions. And um, I'm sure these questions cover the gamut of questions that actors always have about agents. So today we are going to talk about agents and this is real talk. So in this being real talk, I want you guys to However you document information, whether it's recording or actually physically writing or on your iPad, I want you to have that now because I'm getting ready to give you over 35 years of experience in working with agents in this industry. So, And a lot of my friends are agents too. So the first thing I want to talk about, you guys, um, a lot of times actors always say to me, Tracy, can you help me get an agent? Can you help me get an agent? The truth is, we don't have, as a casting director, the ability to say, okay, here's an agent, and then it all work out. The power that casting directors have is their referrals. That's the power. Because if a casting director, a working casting director in this industry, calls up a Gersh and says, listen, I just auditioned this actress. She's amazing. She doesn't have an agent. Um, we are considering her for the role. Would you be interested in meeting her um, for representation? So agents respond to that because as a casting director, our job is to find talent. And so when we feel confident and comfortable that we have found talent, there's no pressure. There's, there's no push to helping you get an agent. It's almost like you know, we want to help you in that way because we want to see your career move forward, right? Go from extra to now speaking roles or go from under five, which is under five lines, go from under five to now a character guest starring, right? So let's start with the first thing you guys need to do before you meet an agent. You must train. Training is preparation for meeting an agent. Let me define an agent. An agent's job is to help procure work for you. That doesn't mean that they can guarantee you a job. It means that they have the ability through their relationships to have doors open for you. And one of their biggest relationships is with casting directors. There are certain agents, you know, that we just have a deeper relationship with, so to speak, right? So we will call agents up way before we put out the breakdown just to give them a head start, a heads up in, in submitting, you know, their best people to us. So that's what an agent's job is. They can get you in front of these casting directors. They're like, think of it as a car salesman. Okay. They represent you and they sell you. They sell you to me's. They sell you to other casting directors. And so I know if I was an agent and I'm selling talent, there are a couple of things I wrote down in terms of when you have a meeting with an agent that an agent wants to feel comfortable with, right? So one of the things that an agent wants to do is an agent wants to know that you're going to make money. Let's be honest. This is show business. It's not show art. It's not show craft. It is show business. And being that it is a business, the agent wants to know 150% confidently 
then not only are you talented, but you have the ability to book work. Now, the expectations of an agent, they can sign you on Monday. You can get a self-tape submission on Tuesday that's due on Thursday of the same week, right? They're not expecting you to land that role on your first self-tape, your first audition out with this agency. What an agent can do is call a casting director. And when a casting director has time, they will return the call to the agent and the agent can ask the casting director, can you give me any feedback about my client? When I used to do live auditions consistently in my career, I loved when when agents used to call me about their clients because it, it helps the agent communicate to you the things in which you need to do or need to know that you're doing. For instance, a time when um, I auditioned someone and the agent called me and they asked for feedback and I said, you know, they need to, they are talented. However, they need to keep training or if they're not training, they need to train. Um, there were some things that just didn't feel confident with them in their audition. So an agent can't get feedback. But the point is, an agent's expectations when you sign with them is not that you're going to book right away. You can. That's a beautiful thing. However, in most cases, you usually don't. So, you know, it takes a minute to warm up. But at some point, the agent is going to expect that you are going to book work. That's why they're representing you. They believe in you, right? So training is going to help you be prepared. That's what's going to help you be prepared for an agent. Because there's the money aspect, but then there's the talent aspect. So I want to tell you this story because I thought it was so funny. One of my celebrity clients had gotten an audition that was due right away. And I was coaching her. And then um, while I was coaching her, she was like, Tracy, why do you guys do these things to us? Like referring to me as a casting director, right? And I said, we do it because we know that you're capable of doing it. We know your body of work as a celebrity. We've seen you in films. We've seen you in television. So we know that you are capable of doing the work of this character. And the fact that you're so good, you're so excellent, you set the bar for that. And in you setting the bar for that, right? In you setting the bar for the fact that you are so amazing, we don't think that you can't not not do it. We think that you can And she thought about it and she was like, wow, I've never thought about it on the flip side. Yes, I'm a casting director. Yes, I understand that in your opinion, you get the sides at the last minute. In your opinion, you don't have time to really prepare. Um, You know, the audition came in on Monday. It's due on Wednesday. And technically, you should have that in by Tuesday if you want to be seen. Um, I get that. But the other side of it is that we believe that you can and you should believe that you can. When you're not training, that's when you have anxiety and nervousness and 
You know, and again, I tell you guys, carve out 15 minutes a day. That's all you need. Uh, you're not going to do 15 minutes. You're going to do 30. You're going to do an hour. You need two hours, whatever the deal is, because you're going to get lost in the work. But you need to create a routine. You need to create a daily ritual of minding your talent, tapping into your talent. And I'm going to tell you why. So actors all day. Tracy, help me get an agent. Tracy, agent. Tracy, Tracy. I need for you guys to really understand this. Most actors think that they're ready. Most of them do, based on their own opinions, not based on mine or some director or producer. But when actors ask me to help them get an agent, there's a confidence and and just a tang of arrogance could be in there. Like, Tracy, I need an agent. You need to help me get an agent. Can Tracy, can you help me get an agent? It is not your job to know when it's time for you to get an agent. And that definitely is a goal in the bigger picture of of the journey of an actor. However, when you ask for an agent, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. And if you're not training, if you, you don't have 15 minutes carved out a day, it's, it's going to be some hurdles and obstacles along your journey. And the hurdles and obstacles are this, you can get self tapes, three to five self-tapes a day for submissions by your agent. Or you can get three to five submissions a week, a month, regardless of how often you are putting yourself on tape. Your agent is seeing this. And what your agent wants to see is your growth time and time and time again. An agent doesn't want to hear complaining. Um, okay, so I have three self tapes to turn in today. The, it's just that, you know, I have no, because this is what you asked for. It's such a bad look when you guys think that you're ready when you're not ready. And then an agent releases you from their roster. That's not a good look. It's such a bad look when you are submitting these self-tapes and you're not doing the work of the character breakdown or of understanding the scene, your relationships between the actors. It's, or you're not right now, you guys, I am in, in this real specific and I can't wait to teach, but really specifics, right? So I was working um, on the scene with someone and in the, in the action this woman was interviewing another woman. And in the action, it said that she put on the table a portable recorder, a notebook, and a pen. So I asked the actor, because all we had were the sides, I asked, are we in present day? Because the recorder, yeah, that's believable and plausible. However, most people don't write anymore. They, they don't take the time and really just listen and summarize and write, you know, or I'm not saying every interviewer or journalist does this, but that was just something that just caught awareness in me and was like, okay, time period, right? So there's certain details that I read when I'm coaching that an actor may not grasp or may not, you know, consider it overall in the scene, all right? so. When you guys ask, and and I'm so serious about this, when you guys ask for an agent, 
you have to be ready. You have to be ready. So the other thing is I want to talk about the job of an agent, okay? And I I gave you, in terms of a, the agents, their primary job is to help procure work for you. So they are going to do that by getting you in to see casting directors. And then, you know, I have agent friends that have been in this business so long that they have like really super cool relationships with producers and directors. So you want an agent that also has relationships outside of their agency in terms of, you know, outside of casting directors, because producers will talk to you way before things are in breakdown or, you know, way before they're hiring people. So having those relationships are great because your ear is on the pavement and you're able to get information and then start, you know, um, submitting your clients for that, right? Most agents have a roster anywhere from 100 to the agents that I know have, they started 200 people on their roster. What you want when you go meet an agent, you have a meeting with an agent, you want to ask an agent, how many people in my demographics that you represent look like me? Because you are competing against talent outside of your agency If they have five people that look like you, you are also competing against those other five actresses within their agency. And the less people that look like you, the better. You also, you know, prior to the to the meeting, just understand you are an active participant in your career. So you should be having conversation and talking to your agent. An agent doesn't get paid until you get paid. So the more specific you are in your career, the better it is for your agent. You're helping your agent with their job for you. So a part of your 15 minutes a day is to sit and say, okay, what directors do I want to work with? What producers do I want to work with? What actors do I want to work with? What casting directors have I already been in front of? What casting directors do I want to be in front of? What shows are shooting in New York? that I want to do and who's that production company and production team? What shows are shooting in Atlanta, LA that I want to be a part of? You have to visualize your career because again, you are a part of being a co-creator in this. You don't have to sit and listen to everything that your agent says and agree with everything your agent says and nod with everything. Be transparent, be real, have an honest relationship. You guys, Joe Morton, my co-star and co-host of Crackle TV Inside the Black Box season two, coming to you in December. Joe has been with his agent for decades. And I love when there are actors out there who've been with their agents or managers for decades, for years. They've established a relationship. Their agent knows them. Their agent knows what work to seek for them. And the other thing about the relationship you need to establish with your agent is that as you start to grow, right? Let's say you're doing a guest starring role, right? Well, the conversation is how can we take that guest starring role to a supporting role, to a leading role? And so in your conversation with your agent, your agent is specifically looking in the breakdowns for jobs 
that are going to take you on this journey. When I coached Buster Rhymes in my first job with Buster was the Steve Harvey show, and he was a guest star. After that, we did Shaft. After that, we did Finding Forrester, and then we did other films and TV after that. However, after we did Shaft, I was like, as a casting director, Buster should go left and do something that is totally unexpected, something off the cuff. And that's when we got the project Finding Forrester, which was a beautiful movie. Shout out to Sean Connery, rest in peace, Sir Sean Connery, rest in peace, and and Rob Brown, fierce, dynamic cast. But as we started to move up in these choices that he had, we were also shaping his career. And that's what you guys need to do in your 15 minutes. You need to shape your career and every day make that a part of watering and, 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 and nurturing the shaping of that, right? You might go back and say, you know what? No, I don't think I should do, you know, monologue showcases. They're not going to help me get to TV. Like you start to make adjustments and then having an agent, you're working together and talking and saying, okay, I just did you know, this Disney film, but I want people to take me seriously in drama. Can we, you know, submit me to more dramas? Or I love actors. Actors always have information. Actors always share information in terms of my circle. So, you know, an actor could say, you know, hey, I heard that they're getting ready to do the reboot of Different Worlds. And this is the casting director. And they share that information with you. And then you call your agent up. Or maybe you read something on Deadline online about Will Packer getting ready to do his next production. You call your agent and say, did you submit me for blah, blah, blah? Or I heard this is coming up. Can you submit me you know, for a role in that? And most agents, and especially now, like I have over 35 years experience in this industry, these agents have relationships with the casting director. So they're able to call the casting director up direct and say, listen, I have this actress who I think is really great. I'd like you for you to see them. Again, the best agents and managers are the ones that truly sell you. There have been so many times I've been on productions back when I was casting full time and agents would be like, Tracy, you know, they did this, they did that, and blah, blah. And I go, listen, 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 I trust you. So yes, send them in. You don't have to, you know, pitch so much to me. So that's how I was. You know, other casting directors may want to hear all of that. And I do listen, but I'm just saying I trust the agent. So that kind of trumps the bio. Um, but it's just important that in having a relationship with your agent, you're able to do these type of things that are going to move your career along and shape your career at the same time. Your vision is important, you guys. Your vision is important to your agent. So when you're talking to your agent and your agent says, well, where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself working full-time as an actor. That is it. I would be on Uh, I would be a contract player on a primetime show or I would be traveling all over the world doing featured films. Whatever your vision is, it's important that you share it with your agent so that your agent can be a part of that in terms of the shaping and driving you in that direction. So 
when I work with actors privately, I'll ask them, so like, what is it that you want to do? You want to do film, TV, you want to do it all? And so, because that's important for me when their agent um, starts to send them in for auditions that, you know, if somebody wants to do soap opera, you're not going to send them in for Disney comedy, you know? So those things are really important to know in terms of your vision with your agent. And I also want to say that when you get an agent, that is when the work really begins. The work is not the training. The training is something that you should be doing anyway. The work is now all these self tapes are coming to you and the expectations, like I told my client, the expectations are not that we're trying to, you know, create anxiety in your life or turmoil. We believe as an actress or actor that you are capable of doing this work. And that's a compliment to you. So when you're training, when you're working 15 minutes a day, reading aloud, reading scenes that you've collected over your years, you are actually doing what you need to do in order for you to gain an agent and in order for you to have a career as a working actor, period. I'm going to end this by saying to you, don't be so anxious in wanting to get an agent, get an agent. If you're not doing the things in which you need to do to garner the work in which an agent will get you, you get one time to make a first impression and you want to make sure that you are ready. Yes, you're going to grow and you're going to learn on the journey, but agents need to know before anything else that they can trust your talent and they can trust you as a business person to book and to make money for their agency. (laughs) Bottom line, period. Thank you guys for listening. I'm so excited. That really went by fast. Oh my God, I still had some other notes, but we'll save them for the next show. When we come back to the Spirit Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, me, Tracy Moore, me, I'm going to stick around and answer some questions from some Spirit Actor alumni about agents. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and we're going to continue our conversation about agents. So now this is when Elsa Lathan, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, comes on. And she's going to... Elsa has some questions that came into her, but she also has a Spirited Actor alumni who has a question. So I'm going to throw it to Elsa. Hey, Elsa. Hello, everyone. How are you? Hi, Tracy. Hey. I like the earrings, girl. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so today we have a live Q&A and we also have some questions that were submitted to us okay. um, through the website. So our first live question is Miss Angela Gray out of New York. And so go ahead and ask your question to Tracy, Angela. Hello. Hello, Tracy. Hey, Angela hello, Gray. Everyone. Okay, so my question for you uh-huh. is... What is your take on being your own agent versus searching for one? And my part two question is, are there any flags that we should look for when considering an agent, if we have one? Excellent questions. Bravo. Okay, so the first question is no. Because... What you need that an agent has that you as an actor do not have access to will never get access to unless you start your own agency or management company is the breakdowns. And the breakdowns are platinum in the industry. That's how you know what's going on in film, TV, commercial, you know, web series. But Mm -hmm. everything in the breakdowns is money. It's a paying gig. Because agents don't work with non, they they may work with non-union actors, but these gigs are all paid for. And someone like you, Angela, you need representation because you're going to, you're going to continue to garner work and you don't have time to sell yourself. You need someone else to do that so that you can focus on the sides and you can focus on booking the role. Okay. Second question, which was also brilliant. I would say this, what you and other actors that I stress, you should Mm -hmm. only deal with agents who are franchised. What that means Mm -hmm. is that they are governed by the state. 
and they can only ask for 10% of your earnings. That's the law. So a big flag is an agent saying, Angela, I'd love to work with you. I ask for 20%. That's a big flag. Because again, the law in New York, the law in Los Angeles, 10% franchise agents. And you will know, and that's one of the questions that really should come up early is, are you a franchise agent? Because if they're not franchised, mm-hmm. I do not. Um, this is the thing, Angela. You have a, a, a pie, a circle, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 100%. Mm-hmm. You're the one on the set anywhere from 12, 16 hours, right? COVID yes, has altered a little of that, but still. So if the mm-hmm. cake, if the pie is 100% and your agent is getting 20%, leaving you 80%, and that's just your agent. You could have a PR person. You could have a lawyer. Percentages are going to get taken out. But that agent at 20%, the more money you make, 20%, woo-woo, that's going to hurt. You're going to feel that. You know what I mean? 20% on 5,000, uh, 500. But 20% on 150,000? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a lot. And then we haven't even talked about the taxes coming out. So I'm just saying, Uh, start there. That's your biggest warning sign. And I would say the other warning sign to me is the agent that you work with should believe in you now. There's nothing that you have to do, say, prove to them. They should, after the meeting, with your personality and your talent, be like, I want to work with Angela. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Thank you, Angela Gray. (laughs) Very talented actress. Okay, Elsa. Okay. So a very common question that I got from multiple people was this this specific question is from Yadira de la Riva from out of New York City. But like I said, we got a ton of this same question. And Mm -hmm. that is how can actors know that they found the right match for the, for representation and what should they look for? Okay. So the right match. Okay. If I'm an agent and I represent 200 people, how am I going to get the agent's attention? I'm not going to just rely on the agent getting me work because, you know, on inside the black box on crackle crackle TV, you can download for free. Cassandra Freeman says that when she got an agent, she still had to do her hustles. So when you get an agent, actors, first of all, don't just think, okay, that's it and I'm good. I think that one of the ways to stand out is to use your creativity. It's great for an actor, for an agent to represent you as an actor, but what if they represented you as a writer? You wrote a short. Or what if they represented you as a producer, director? There are other streams of revenues open up for you. So my suggestion, once again, is to hone your talent because when you're talented, and 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 that's going to show in your bookings. You know what I mean? So if you're booking like crazy, yes, you're you're going to go from 200. You're just going to be going up, 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 up. And my attention is on you. Another thing is. 
If you can't call your agent up, whether they answer the phone or not, feel comfortable calling them up. That's the problem. Because again, an agent doesn't get paid until I get paid. And even if we're talking 10%, $15,000 off of $150,000, that's cute. Do you want to give your money to somebody who doesn't believe in you and who's not championing you and, and who calls you every once in a while? Like, you know, and agents are busy, busy, just like casting directors. You got to respect that. So um, you set the tone for the relationship when you guys have a meeting with them. Did that answer? Yes. Okay. Look at Elsa with her clipboard. She got a laundry list, son. <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot of lot of questions. Oh my god! Okay, so the next question um, is from Joanna Lugo out of New York City, and she asks: uh, Before signing with an agent, do you recommend seeking a lawyer? Oh yes, excellent, excellent. Um, yes, I mean, I also in, in and this is for you guys to do your due diligence. A lot of agents have law backgrounds or were lawyers, mm-hmm. right? So to have an agent who has that, they can, they can help navigate through that contract with you. But I highly recommend that you have some legal eyes on that contract. Um, Cause that print, when it gets small, you know, you could be like, especially um, in my experience in selling shows and working, like, you know, there's ownership, there's a lot of stuff in that small print that you need legal eyes on. Yeah, absolutely. That goes for any contract. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, so our next question is from Leah Metria Starks out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Well, she, Metria, says, <laughs> she says, I live in Oklahoma and most of the work I do is in LA. Um, do I need to have an agent in my home state? And in in the state that I prefer, or which? So, the great thing about agents is that whether they're in New York, Los Angeles, or Atlanta, they um, they have they should have relationships and contacts everywhere. So, if she had an agent in LA they should have a contact with her Oklahoma agent. Um, I mean, not agent, but they have information based on the breakdowns of what's going on in Oklahoma. So that, you know, if there's something that's shooting there, um, you want to, you want, that's a great question, Elsa, because you want to make sure that when you do get an agent or have a meeting with an agent that you ask them, do they have bi-coastal affiliates or an, a bi-coastal agency? Because a lot of agencies like a Gersh or, you know, a CAA, they have agencies um, out in Los Angeles and in New York. And then smaller boutique agencies might have an affiliate, a smaller office in L.A. However, you know, they um, they still do business. So I would suggest an agent that is bi-coastal, has affiliates, and um, I would suggest an LA agent for her. Unless, you know, like I said, because the other thing too is when you go to these smaller 
Marcus, Atlanta. This is where you run into the 15 and 20%. Yeah. Because there's no jurisdiction down there. So that's why, I mean, they don't have franchise. There's, you know, I know two agencies in Atlanta. They don't have franchise agencies. So um, they, you know, and, and people, because they're not doing their due diligence, they're eager and desperate to work. They're signing up. Yeah. So you can't be desperate, man. You can't be desperate. Desperate is like still thinking you have that control of making it happen, making it happen. Very good. Very good. Okay. So our last question is from Maya Palmer out of Los Angeles. And she says, does SAG eligibility matter? Um, I've encountered agents who are against background work. So we actors would like to know what are the best ways to obtain it. So obtain background that work or SAG eligibility if that's what agents are looking for to consider them. Usually with the SAG eligibility, like your next gig, you have to be SAG. It's it's really close where you have to make that choice and be SAG because that's what you're eligible. So A lot of, you know, during COVID, a lot of agents did not push actors to become SAG, you know, because there was a lot of non-union work out there. Mm -hmm. So I would say this, it is important to join SAG at some point in your career because it's a union that protects you. It's a union that will go into arbitration for you if you have to fight a production company for your money. So that is, and as a working actor, you want a certain rate that they have to give you because as non-union, they can pay you whatever they choose. So at some point, SAG eligibility will turn into SAG. It's just a conversation that you have to have with your agent in terms of what their preference is. Because they may say, okay, well, you don't have to join right away. Let this you know, SAG eligibility run out until it's like the next job. And then on the next job, what you can usually negotiate within your check, your initiation fee and your dues so that, you know, okay. it's you're not, you know, paying that before. So you can do right. that in that SAG eligibility. The important thing is when you are having a meeting with an agent or if you currently have an agent, You need to establish that relationship and that comfort where, again, if they're not going to answer your call right away or return your phone call right away, at least they know like, yeah, Elsa is a businesswoman because even though I don't call her all the time, she will reach out to me and tell me she read something in deadline, something I didn't even know. And a lot of times you guys, because agents are so busy, they're not just representing you. They have clients who are currently working. They have contracts that need to be up for renegotiations. They are negotiating. So there's a lot of things that are going on at an agency that requires their attention. And that's why they're so busy. And then Elsa can tell you, as a casting director, come on, stop playing. Stop playing. Like, you know, we we don't even have time to eat. Elsa has to schedule lunch in the schedule. Yep. Yep. Because otherwise we just keep going and going and we going. We just keep going. Yeah. And when I first started working with Elsa, you guys, I felt so guilty because I know my stamina because this is what I do, right? But it's not fair for me to just assume, oh, Elsa, you know, she won't eat either. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the cool thing about Elsa, 
Elsa will make snacks. sure we will take that break, even on the Aretha Project. Elsa wasn't yeah. even here, you guys. She was remote, okay? Yeah. But she still incorporated lunch for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's important. And we I bring snacks. Be- when we're live, I bring snacks. Yes. So- <laughs> yes. Craft service with Elsa. <laughs> yes. Elsa is another craft service person. But yes, that's important, you guys. We need our stamina and we need to be fresh. We are not machines. We are not machines. I have a quick follow-up question to that. Mm-hmm. I know the answer to it, but actors will probably um, wonder, based on that last question, is once you're, if if you're SAG eligible and once you become SAG, do you not have the um, uh, the freedom to still do non-union work? Like if you wanted to do indie excellent stuff question. you just want to work, you know? Oof. Okay, you guys, excellent question. When you become SAG, you can only do union work. If you do non-union work, you will be fined by... SAG. When I did Just Another Girl in IRT, that was a non-union job. Kevin Thigpen, I went to him and I said, Kevin, this is non-union. You would have to do this at your own risk. We are not responsible. It's your decision, but I'm letting you know straight up. He loved it and he chose to do it. SAG fined him $7,000 in 1993. And they specifically have people in SAG who sort of scan to make sure there are no union actors in non-union projects. So you are taking a risk with your SAG status and playing. I would say no. Once you become SAG, you're a union actor. That's what you are. Um, If you want to do something on the side for one of your family members, you better disguise yourself. (laughs) <laughs> because if they find you, you will be fine. So don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Those are great questions. Give it up for Elsa, everybody. That was great. When we come back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, I'm going to give you so much love today. So much love. And now it's time to give love. I am presently living in the Holy Spirit arrogance. Whatever your religious belief is, I will explain this to you. The key to manifestation is never, ever, ever losing sight of what it is that you want and watch it literally unfold before you. I have endless testimonies, daily testimonies of things in which continue to manifest in my life based on me initiating it. You guys, this just blew me away this morning. Still, I have chills from it, okay? So I dropped my granddaughter off to school. She normally catches the bus, but I decided to take her to school today. And on my way back, I, Elsa and I, we cast um, Aretha. It's Respect Aretha. It's a tour, an 80-city tour across the United States, right? And the first show is happening in Brooklyn. So as I'm driving down the street in a barbershop window, there's the poster of respect. And I'm like, oh my God, there's the show, right? I said, as soon as I get home, I'm going to reach out to Dawn, the producer, and ask her if I can have a poster because beautiful poster, right? 
By the time, ladies and gentlemen, that I had gotten home, I checked my email and I had an email from Dawn inviting me to a rehearsal. You cannot make these things up. And that's why I walk in the Holy Spirit arrogance because my life continues to be about releasing all worry. That's not even in my vocabulary. I don't allow that word in this, in this house. You can be concerned. I'm not in fear of what is going to happen. I don't put together all these different scenarios of what could happen. I focus on what I want to happen. And that's how it happens. You too, whatever religious belief that you have, you too need to live in the Holy Spirit arrogance and knowing that whatever it is that you want, you can have. Whatever it is that you want to do, you can have. Whatever it is that you want to be, you can have. Just trust and ask and sit back and watch the manifestation unfold. And the tenfold, the tenfold is me thinking I was going to call Dawn and reach out to Dawn for a poster. And she was reaching out to me to come to an actual performance. Oh my God. I already know the actors and their power. I'm so excited. The tenfold is you believe. Here's the cherry on top. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor Podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited Podcast. Thank you. The Therapy for Black Girls Podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.